Feeling like life is overwhelming? Are you ready to break free and learn what it feels like to be unstoppable? Then you're in the right spot. Welcome to We Are Not Lost, the podcast focused on helping women find their true selves, learn to live more authentically, and stop feeling burned out. Here's your host, Satvinder Kaur. Hello, welcome to the We Are Not Lost podcast with your host, Sat. And today I have another amazing guest with me, Virpal Sidhu. Uh, she's a traditional Reiki master, along with professional background, include 15 years of experience in financial and business analysis in a variety of organizations. Uh, she's particularly devoted to support, uh, support women in connecting with their divine feminine. She supports her community through one-on-one Reiki's, women's circles, Reiki circles, and hosts workshops. Uh, welcome, uh, Weirpal, to today's episode uh, on about self-love and self-relationship discovery. I'm so glad to have you here. Hi, Weirpal. Hi, hi, Sathinder. Thank you so much for that introduction. I'm so happy to be here. And I thought perhaps we could start with a grounding meditation. Awesome. All right, let's go ahead and start. So just gently closing your eyes and starting to take some deep breaths. And as you start sinking into your seat, just letting go of anything that you did earlier today and anything that you need to do later today. And just being present in this current moment. Gently bringing your attention to your feet. And visualizing roots coming up from the core of Mother Earth. And these roots are coming up through the topsoil, up through the building, and into where you are, up into your feet. These roots gently go up each of your legs, connecting to the base of your spine, known as a root chakra, the chakra of support. Visualizing the color red coming up these roots and feeling the nourishment and support of our mother earth. knowing that she is always there to support you and nurture you. And when you're ready, gently bringing your awareness to the top of your head. Visualizing a space above your head, opening up.
Imagining white light pouring down into the top of your head, the crown chakra. This white light gently travels down into your face, into your neck. Travels down your shoulders, releasing any tension there. And gently down each of your arms and into your hands. White light now travels into the center of your chest, into your heart space, radiating that space. And gently travels down to blow your sternum into your belly gently going further down reading your root chakra down each of your legs and into your feet and as you take a deep breath in this white light starts to radiate out around you, forming a bubble of protection. A little white cocoon of your own. When you're ready, bringing your attention back up to your head. Visualizing your head sliding down the back of your spine and into your heart. You're stepping into compassion and out of judgment. Knowing that guidance comes through in different forms. just being present here today in full awareness and when you're ready taking another deep breath and in your next exhale gently peeking open your eyes wow Thank you. Such a great experience. Thank you for starting with this beautiful grounding exercise. Okay. I just already I feel so quiet. Oh my goodness, this is an amazing experience. Okay, thank you so much, Weirpal, um, starting uh, today's topic with this beautiful moments, right? With this grounding meditation, uh, I do practice uh, in the like late in the night before I sleep in a different ways. Uh, but 
I learned something right now. It's a beautiful way to, another way to ground ourselves, and the feeling is amazing. Um, and just, I was just reading this quote the other day, and I loved it. This say, you, yourself, as much as anybody in the entire universe deserve your love and affection by Buddha. How beautiful is that? And this is exactly today's topic. Um, we will be uh, talking around the self-love, self-relationship. And self-love is exactly what it sounds, just loving yourself. It means loving all aspects of yourself by accepting your flaws and weaknesses. And self-love means create an environment for yourself in which you can make mistakes and you can grow and flourish. And tell me about like your transitioning and about what inspired you to be in this path and when exactly you felt uh, urged to transition on in this area. Thank you so much um, for that quote and for the question. Um, so I would say that my reawakening process to myself really started about six years ago. I was at a point in my life where no matter what I was doing, whether it was, you know, hanging out with friends, it was in work or it was traveling and, you know, going to experiences like I love to go to concerts and uh, in-person events, like nothing I was doing was really feeling fulfilling. And there was a friend that I had traveled with years before, and I had started seeing her post about uh, her journey in yoga and her spiritual reawakening process. And that sort of inspired me to take a solo trip. And so I took a trip to Bali and I traveled for about a week on my own and really was trying to be with myself. Um, and I was tired of waiting for others to join me. And so I said, you know, why not just like go ahead and take a trip on my own? Uh, that was going to be really on my terms. And then I found a, a spiritual retreat. So I was there for about a week and I was exposed to different healing modalities. Um, I was exposed to Reiki for the first time by two practitioners and also Chinese abdominal massage known as Chini Sang, Chinese astrology, kinesiology, uh, different forms of meditation and healing work. And so this started to awaken that latent abilities that I had, like that connection to myself. And, you know, I started learning about love languages and what my love language is. And, you know, something that came to mind when I returned back to San Francisco was maybe I should look into Reiki. And I really did that for myself because uh, touch is one of my biggest love languages. And so I, I took a Reiki course and I just started diving in and that sort of started the awakening process. That was one step towards many steps to where I am right now. Um, but Reiki was really the starting point for me in starting to discover various tools in my life. 
Um, and I was still working in the corporate world at this time. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. Like, uh, I think that the great point you made it, I think the first part was like when you became aware about like you're not fulfilling. I think that's the point most of us women, we missed. Like everyone missed that part where we are not having a spending enough time with ourselves, and we are most of the time on uh, autopilot mode. And and what we we kind of don't feel any connection with ourselves, and then we might not able to listen. What's our body telling to us? What's our thoughts telling to us? So I think that is the main um, kind of point there, where you felt like, oh, you asked the question, why are you not feeling uh, fulfilled? And you took the action, and then it's led to that. Uh, journey and you really kind of living that right now and uh, I was reading about you you also were in a corporate um, world for many years so you said like you have experiences like you work in a marketing accounting and finance all those complex areas too so tell me about I see that a big challenge as of today uh, for women we are all in the corporate world like as I said when we are on the autopilot mode like how you uh, made transition from like corporate, but what made you do? Is there any scene from your whole journey or some any experience, what you felt, what made you to transition from your that place to where you're now? Yeah, so I worked in, in real estate as of late. Um, it was only in October of 2019 that I left my corporate job. And, you know, when I look back on it, I really think about where I was at in the corporate world and really started feeling that a few years before of like, this is really not where I'm going to thrive. This is not really where my passion is. I'm very much a people person and really enjoyed interacting with people. So as I started the self-discovery process, I wanted to share it with other people. And I started sharing it with my friends, with coworkers. And it was interesting because there just happened to be people that started to come to me and started asking me questions and were really curious about what I was doing. I started offering Reiki sessions to some of my coworkers. And, you know, just hearing the experiences that they were having was really inspirational for me. And, you know, and then, uh, it just kind of happened in in October of 2019. Um, Prior to that, I sort of, you know, was uh, traveling and as I said, really working on myself, really diving deeper into my own healing because spirituality is really a personal practice. And when I started doing that, I sort of knew in the back of my mind that I wanted to do something else. So I had considered starting a Reiki practice and on the side, I sort of started doing some research. Uh, I have a background, I have a bachelor's and a master's in business. So I had this know-how of like what to do and start researching the business aspect of it. I started reaching out to friends and asking them like, what are you doing? How are you, how are you making this a business? Like, how did you leave your corporate job. And that started started to inspire me. And one of the biggest things that I learned from a friend of mine was really about setting boundaries. And so Reiki for me is love. It's, It's really loving 
ourselves and others through this universal life force energy. So I said, how can I charge people for love? But at the same time, I, you know, really want people to value this work. So one of the tips that she gave me was really starting to set boundaries uh, around my work and offering so that I would start to value myself more and my time and others would as well. So, you know, just creating like a calendar link for friends and family to book sessions, you know, in order for people to really start seeing that this is valuable work, but also for me to feel the sense of reciprocity. Um, so it wasn't just me giving and giving and not receiving anything back. So that was one of the you know bigger lessons I've been learning is really about reciprocity, that it's really important to receive back. And, you know, it's OK for that. You know, I think as women, yeah. we're taught to just keep giving. Yeah, I think that's how we've been taught. Like, you know, the culture we grew up is like we always think like we're making the priority everything around us but accept us and and we feel like if we are not giving that mean or or even we think if we are doing a boundaries that means we're giving a meaning like we are selfish and which is not true is completely opposite actually when you loving yourself you are actually are contributing more to others if like empty cup cannot pour to anything right so and that we, this is very old saying and this is so true if we don't recharge ourselves how we will be available for our loved one so instead of just even i when i learned that that's completely changed the perspective just loving yourself means you are here to do more for others except people gave a different meaning being selfish because there was a lot of things the environment we grew up like the culture thing like i always thought like me is like after everyone right so even as a woman like making a dinner when everyone will eat then i will eat it's nothing like nobody is telling you to do that but it's a cultural effect but since i realized to value myself listening to my body and giving more time to myself like if i am good then people around me will be more loved so that that's just a beautiful thing i mean i think and as you mentioned, like when you started self-discovery process, and that's why like in the other session we were the other day discussing about the purpose and mission is, it sounds very difficult, purpose, finding your purpose, mission, but is that simple? Is listening to yourself, your, what excites you, what's put you in spark in, you know, day-to-day -day life. So it's again, the self-discovery in the many of uh, learning about your emotions, learning about your strength, giving yourself time. And I think that's where you started. And these all aspects are critical to find yourself. And and you mentioned about the valuing my work. Yeah, and that is very important. Like sometimes, you know, we don't value our own self. And, you know, we kind of, we, I mean, I always use this one and I like for subject matter expert, we always go to learn new skill, do a thing. But if we are not subject matter expert in ourselves, and we're going to ask people feedback, people are going to tell what they think about ourselves. So that's a very another point that we need to start valuing our work and our guard, our environment to make sure we are growing in that. And like an indoor plant, if we put that indoor plant in outside, it's not going to survive there. So we have to really guard our environment 
Yeah, no, thank you so much for sharing that. And that's exactly where we want to learn together. And it's a journey. Every time I feel like I tackle, I learn something, there's more to come, the new emotion to come and new things to come. And as we said, it's a, it's a beautiful journey. And and you mentioned another part, which I am on the kind of similar path while we're learning, we feel urged to share with others. And that's, that, that's uh, like led me to this journey as well as we are connecting. I think it, that's very important. Like it's just not a learn, but it's share with our, all the other community to we all can grow together. So tell me, um, you know, now the place you are in now, like you're really enjoying yourself, your surrounding, you know who you are. What was the, how was the some pain point before getting into the self-exploration journey? Like how you were like kind of different person as a working in corporate or in any manner? Yeah, I mean, so what sort of I think got to Bali when I reflect back was I was really feeling disconnected with myself. And so that was why I was drawn to going to a spiritual retreat, really to start to gain tools of how do I connect back with myself? How do I start listening to my body and my emotions and really start listening to my own rhythms? And, you know, this is something that is in a constant process of learning. Um, So I hold women's circles on a regular basis, uh, usually on new moons and full moon circles. And one one of the things that we really talk about is really starting to slow down so we can tap into our own intuition and if we start paying attention to the cycles of the moon and our bodies we start to notice patterns and this is ancient wisdom that was taught thousands of years ago of really connecting with our bodies and for women our wombs and this is really to tap deeper into our in- intuition and our inner knowing because when we start slowing down and creating space for ourselves we start hearing what our body needs if we need rest we need to get outside and get some sunshine or exercise we need to socialize with others you know we need to share our hearts that was sort of one of the biggest pain points and i think that's for a lot of people is this disconnection from ourselves and so when we're disconnected from ourselves we're also disconnected from other people we often are not really hearing them or not seeing them and we're often making decisions from that place of disconnection of you know even at work making decisions that are really crossing our own boundaries and we're constantly in this self-betrayal process of doing something and saying yes without even thinking twice about it Um, and we really need to know what our yeses are and what our no's are in order to really come from a um, a place of making a decision that's in our highest interest. Um, and I think as women, we're often taught to just say yes right away and to be really people pleasing and to make other people feel comfortable. And then oftentimes we go back after it happens and we're like, oh, why did I do that? You know, that was really not something that I wanted. Or then feeling like, you know, there's this projection of, oh, that person made me do this or they made me feel this way. But we're really in control of how people, how we, how we teach people how to treat us. First, we have yes. to learn how to treat ourselves so, before we can teach other people. 
No, beautifully said. I mean, you nail it down in like few sentences. Like if uh, we we really are on autopilot and without even thinking, we saying yes and to everything, trying to please others and trying to figure out why other people's are behaving like this, why these things are not working. And then the, the core root cause is like unawareness about who you are so as i say like self-discovery self-awareness is the like fundamental is a foundational step for all areas of life doesn't matter if it's a career and relationship and as you said like before you know even if you are on autopilot mode and we start saying yes to everything pleasing everyone and without even examining our own in in our world and then you will see the problems in your relationship in your career in everywhere and then you will be wondering oh this job is not working for me. Oh, this person is not behaving well. And how many times we forget? I mean, this is a very simple solution. Like, you know, be firm about who you are and it's okay to say no. And once you align yourself with who you are, the thing starts flowing very easily. So yeah, other session we were saying the other day, the other clue is when the things are flowing like effortless and you were you feel like the day is going good that's give you a clue like that is your calling and and but if you putting a lot of like energy the things which is not aligned with you you will feel all those outcomes like frustration all those negative uh, part of you know our life so yeah no beautifully said and i agree with it so that's why even we are here today talking about like get on this path it's the urgency to get on this path. Uh, like if we are already there, yeah, there's, it's just a journey. It's evolving. Just keep learning about ourselves. No, I love that. Thank you for that. And so, yeah, beautifully explained that. And now like, tell me like, you, it, it's completely, I know you already explained it, but I want to hear more like, okay, who you are now, like, how you describe yourself now, like before from the coming from the corporate world, doing all those things, and now you are on this path, how you can describe yourself now? I feel as though I'm more attuned to really what my needs are, and I trust my intuition more, and I have a deeper sense of connection to who I am, and I have less doubt and fear about expressing that. And you know, one of the things about really listening to yourself is, is again, paying attention to your needs. And so I know when to rest. I know when I need time and space from other people, when I need to process things, really knowing when to nourish myself, when to hydrate myself, when to get exercise, you know, when I need sunlight and I really started listening to my body and what I need. And also with human interaction is, you know, noticing my sensitivities and when I need to have healthy boundaries and limit my interactions with certain people and really just take time to myself. Uh, you know, there'll be a few days where I just, you know, I'm doing my own thing, whether that's focusing on my business practices, uh, really creating creative processes and you know some of those like grounding practices that I have is I like singing so I started getting back into the harmonium chanting I love time in the sauna to do meditation 
and, you know, taking long walks by the water, really just being out in nature allows me to connect deeper with myself. So I know now what to do when I'm feeling disconnected. Uh, I have a number of tools to go to. Awesome. I love it. Love it. And that's exactly, um, sometimes I feel like, you know, I, I love music and dance and I was like, connecting some dots even as a childhood I always loved music dance debate competition and used to participate in a lot of like these kind of stuff that was my kind of give me a spark and now like when we get on the autopilot mode we almost forget like what's our you know hobbies are what's our things and I started getting into the singing and I also started as you're saying you started learning harmonium and I was like yeah I got a when I have a keyboard and I started using that and it's just spending that time like two three hours one weekend oh my goodness it's gave me the sense of like so peace like so those are the clue when you feel those feeling that's who you are and we are just putting a lot of layers on it you know and we are kind of getting disconnected so that's another one big benefit of self-discovery we just get in ease with ourselves, and doesn't matter even at your work you will see like you you will do we all will do a very well at our work if we know ourselves so this is really not just in our spiritual or our relationship but even in the corporate world this is the one fundamental aspect we are really missing it we are just going from like one milestone to another milestone and keep chasing and the other thing I find a big challenge, even in the corporate world, sometimes we feel like, okay, if we go to the next, you know, rank and promotion, then we'll be happy. And I went through that journey. And I, when I got to the leadership role, and I'm like, oh, that's where it is? And I don't think that's what I was expecting. And then as soon as I just take a curve and I started aligning my strength to the what I love to do, now I love what I do. So you see in your day-to-day -day outcomes how you feeling about it. So that's, that's really, uh, I loved your story, how you explained it, like who you are now and how you were before. And, and we want to share that. We do need to get a pause and need to align with ourselves. And the other thing, uh, I know you mentioned there too, we do have a lot of people, I hear that, like setting boundaries also seems like it's a selfish but again it's, it's the opposite right and have you ever had a hard time like setting a boundaries like it's not easy right I, I mean I learn now and but tell me something like is how people can set the boundary is a little bit in a more practical way where they're not thinking they're hurting someone or kind of thing yeah, I mean, when it comes to your professional life as well as personal life, I mean, for me, I need to have a little bit of structure. And in the, you know, when I was in a corporate world, what really helped me was, you know, using my calendar and scheduling time with people. And, you know, that creates a boundary of, okay, this, my time is important, uh, but also scheduling time for yourself. So, you know, if that means blocking off your lunch break so that you need to go and take a walk and get off of your computer, get off of your phone so that you can really just get some fresh air, clear your mind, um, really just start sinking into what you need, nourishing yourself, um, but also 
clearing up anything that's going on. So if like the first half of the day, you know, something happened that was, you know, hit you emotionally, just taking that time to process it so you can regroup and regather your thoughts and, you know, go back into the office with a clearer mindset. And, you know, if that means saying, Hey, I'm going to take some more time or, you know, responding to somebody with an email saying, let me get back to you. You know, that's okay. And even in a meeting, if you don't know the answer saying, I will have to get back to you on that, like not feeling like you have to answer right away, but really that creates space, you know, of like a really sinking into how do I want to respond with this? Um, and you know, even in your personal life, taking time to respond, I feel like now with technology, we're expected to respond right away, you know, through text messages, you know, so many different platforms of communication, like I'm on social media, but I turn off my notifications because it's just really, really distracting. So it's important to create boundaries with others that are healthy so that they respect your time and know that you're not accessible all the time and also having boundaries with yourself. So, you know, one of my boundaries with myself is limiting the amount of time that I'm spending on social media so that I can actually nourish myself, be present with where I'm at and also just relax my eyes because being on devices, uh, it's really, really draining energetically. And as human beings, we're not meant to do that all the time. I mean, I did not used to have reading glasses until I started working. So, you know, um, that having those boundaries is very, very healthy. And, you know, one of the reminders that I keep getting is making sure to stand behind your boundaries. So if you tell somebody that you're not available and then you answer their call, you're, you're sort of, you know, going back on what you said, and then you're, you're showing them that you're always accessible and that you're always going to just add a whim, just go ahead and do something that they need. And you're going to put your needs on the back burner. So making sure that you're really standing behind your boundaries. No, that is great. I mean, I've been, I learned a lot. I mean, even though I know this, I'm still struggling with it. And as you said, they stay behind it. Like, yeah, even I will do the some boundaries, but I end up going again. And that's giving other people clue, like, no, you're still available. So, no, awesome. And, and I think that's most of us, we still kind of struggle with it. And um, I know we, we kind of time, but I just loving our this conversation. I feel like I can go another hour here, but I want to really hear more on, like, what you think like challenges are practicing uh, self-love uh, for women in corporate world? Like, what is the cause of it? Like, why is it's a little difficult? I know we are wearing different hats. We still find that challenging. So one of the things that I see with many women and myself is really that our divine feminine and divine masculine are out of balance. And so oftentimes our, our masculine energy is really in overdrive. And what is our masculine energy? Our masculine energy is really what's creating the structure and support for us to actually uh, do the things that we need to do. And the feminine is really the creative. And so we need that masculine in order to basically put our feminine energy 
ideas into form. So if, you know, here are a couple of signs of if your masculine is, is overriding your feminine. So if you feel like you're never good enough or like you're not doing enough, that's a sign that your masculine is in overdrive or you often shut down your own creative impulses. And so you're not creating the space to have creativity. Like I said, taking a break in the middle of the day or on the weekend, you know, doing something creative, dancing, singing, painting, going out in nature, like all of those things are actually going to really help you at work because you're going to let go of the ideas and the structure of, you know, controlling a certain situation. And you're going to kind of let things flow. So the feminine is really about allowing flow and solutions to come about. Some other examples is you can't relax and you know, you're really giving yourself a hard time about always being productive or you're not being productive enough. And you may uh, not allow space for your emotions and, you know, constantly telling yourself that you should feel differently. Um, And so uh, some of the signs of your feminine overriding your masculine, because it can happen both ways, is that you might feel scattered and you have all this energy, but it's not really being directed in any direction. So the, the masculine is helping us to really put things into form. So if we have all of these ideas, but then we're not actually following through on some of those, that's when our feminine is in overdrive. And uh, another example is if you, you're, you're deeply doubting your ability to manifest or execute goals, uh, you often feel like your emotions are overwhelming or too much. Those are some of the examples, or if you don't feel safe uh, and, you know, we can often not feel safe in a work environment. So those are some things to sort of watch out for if your masculine and feminine energy are out of balance, because we do need structure. We do need calendars like, you know, as women, as mothers, we know that we're not going to get things done by just like going with the flow all the time. But we also need to remember that we can't be so rigid with things. We have to allow for flexibility. Flexibility. We have to allow for change, you know, and oftentimes when we allow for that, solutions come without us even thinking about it. No, such a powerful uh, thing you mentioned. Yeah, I actually recently learned about this masculine and feminine, uh, like different energy. So I think the key thing is both are, it's not like, but if we have to use in a balance, if we are using a certain way in a balance, then you're going to see a very good result. So it's learning about it and how we can use it, making sure we are not like overriding one over other, right? So that's that's a beautiful way you explained it. Oh my goodness, I'm loving this. Okay, and just for the some like daily routine, I know you brought some, maybe you wanna share like, what's the some few key daily routine you do? So starting in the morning, if you have time, I really recommend having some sort of practice, whether that's a morning prayer or meditation. And, you know, often working in uh, the corporate world, uh, nine to five, you don't have time. So even if you have like two minutes, five minutes, something that I would do when I was working downtown was when I was on the train. I would listen to something on my phone. You know, I'd had it pre-downloaded. So even if I lost service, I had something that I was listening to that was really helping me to ground. 
and really just setting my intentions for the day. You know, so if I had a difficult meeting coming up or a conversation or, you know, I would just with a positive affirmation say to myself, like my day is going to go smoothly. You know, this this meeting or this interaction is going to, you know, uh, go well and, you know, it's going to be perfectly aligned. Um, and then, you know, some other practices is really just taking care of yourself in the morning. You know, I use a gua sha tool, which is the jade crystal you can use for circulation on your face, really just starts to wake you up. Taking your vitamins, like these, you know, sort of basic Basic things. Basic steps, yeah. Yeah. And then like in the midday work, um, you know, or during during work, I would listen to binaural beats. And these are um, basically sound vibrations on different frequencies. And so there's some that I would listen to to help me concentrate while I was working. Um, and also it helped me sort of whatever chatter was happening at work that was distracting me. It helped me really be present where, where I was and also was like helping balance my chakra system while I was working. Um, and I mentioned earlier, just taking some fresh air, getting off of your devices, you know, if you need to, t- even if it's like every hour, I would drink a lot of tea or I drink a lot of water so that I have to get out of my seat off of my yes. computer <laughs> to go use the restroom, yes. refill my glass. And then in the evening time, really just taking some time to disconnect. And, um, you know, I drink some <clears throat> calming teas um, before I go to bed, you know, something that has lavender or skull cap. There's a lot of like ones that you can bring, uh, purchase to have blends, you know, and then if you can doing some journaling or at least listing three things that you are grateful for from the day, you know, your day can be really tough, but remembering what actually went well is a really good centering yes. practice right before you go to sleep yeah. and getting to bed on time. That's really important. You know, getting enough sleep. Uh, can really seriously affect your mood and your concentration. And so sleeping at the same time every day, because when you sleep at odd hours, it really disrupts the flow of your sleep and energy. And um, it's not really, you don't get restorative sleep. Um, And, you know, Chinese practices and, you know, uh, there's a lot of research on how going to sleep no later than 11 really helps your gallbladder, which controls your emotions and your judgment and the liver, which is really responsible for circulation and well-being. Those need to repair themselves. So when we're sleeping, our body is really restoring our organs. And this can really lead to better judgment and uh, better emotional stability. So those are just yes. some tips for every day. Thank you so much. Those are great insight. Now, I, you know, I already kind of in my mind registering all those and making a list. No, thank you. So if people want to reach out to you, how they can um, reach out to you? Uh, sure, you can reach out to me on my website. So it's risinglotusreiki.com. And I'm also on social media on Instagram, rising.lotus.reiki. And I'm also on Facebook, Rising Lotus Reiki SF. Okay, thank you, Virpal. Thank you so much for your time here today. And I'm very grateful to have you here and for your great insight. 
And thank you, everyone, all the viewers for watching us or listening us. And and thank you so much. And if you want to learn more about uh, even my services, if you want to learn more about my myself, and you can click down uh, below. And also, do not forget to subscribe us because you can miss all the upcoming episode. And yes, we are not lost. We just need to take a pause and need to reconnect with ourselves to start living a meaningful life and share, care, and be rare. Thanks. Thank you for listening. Please be sure to follow us on your favorite podcast player. If you ever have questions, visit unstoppablewithease.com or contact us at unstoppablewithease at gmail.com. Yes, we are not lost. We just need to take a pause and reconnect with ourselves to craft the life we want. Share, care, and be rare.